Hi, friends. Welcome to the Hi Friend Podcast. My name is Sarah, and this is a podcast I started with my best friend, Kaylee, to share our perspectives of navigating the mysterious, exciting, and sometimes daunting journey of being single women in our 30s, living into our dreams, figuring things out as we go, and celebrating the beauty through it all. As life enters a new season for both of us, we hope this will be a space where you get to experience freedom to live the life you were created for and deep joy to delight in the journey along the way. By inviting you to listen in on our conversations, through sharing my stories, and by adding new friends to the mix as well. I'm so excited you're here, and I can't wait to create and live out our most beautiful lives together. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Hi Friend Podcast. I am so glad that you're here, and I am really excited about today's episode just because it's around things that make me really happy. And while some of this stuff might either be common practice for you or things that you're already doing or things that you've already thought about, I am hopeful that I can maybe share a thing or two that will just help to add extra joy and delight and, um, yeah, just enjoyment to your life. So I'm sorry it's been a couple weeks since I recorded, which is kind of a bummer to me because I really do try to stay in integrity with posting regularly and um, or publishing episodes regularly. And I've had the idea for this one for a little bit and then just haven't been able to record and for no really good reason other than I haven't been disciplined enough. So that's on me. Actually, I will also possibly blame the <laughs> horrendous cold sore that I had for literally two weeks. It still is not like 100% healed. I'd say that it's about um, 98% of the way there. Oh my gosh, I do not get them all the time, thankfully, but they, in the past six months, I think, or maybe a year, I've had, this was my second one, and both have been triggered by getting my lips sunburned, so you better believe that I'm going to be like so, so disciplined to always have SPF on my lips now, um, because I refuse to go through this again, Um, but I just was so taken back by, honestly, like how consuming it was, and it made me have even more empathy for people who have any kind of chronic pain. Obviously, like I try to keep things in perspective. Um, Okay, I'm dog sitting right now and this dog decides right when I start to record to come sit on my lap and lick my feet. So not distracting at all, dog. Kind of cute, but distracting. Um, Anyways, and so I, yeah, so obviously try to keep things in perspective. I know it's not that big of a deal, but mouth stuff, I just feel like, is just takes up so much of your mental space and awareness because you don't really realize how much you use your mouth and your lips for everything. Like I couldn't even smile or talk normal. Like there's a a dinner that I went out to and I was like, I'm so sorry, you guys, but I really like, if I'm not smiling or laughing at you, please know that (laughs) it has nothing to do with you. This is just like, I have to preserve my lips because they would, it would truly like the scab. Okay. Wow. It's, I don't need to get gross, but my lips were bleeding like every day. So not to be overdramatic, but it was pretty, it was pretty miserable. Um, and I even like tried to turn it into a spiritual practice. I was like, okay, I'm going to like from some of the stuff I'm learning about, um, the pain body, like from power of now, I'm like, I'm going to transmute this pain and turn it into greater enlightenment, enlightenment for myself. And I am going to like stay present in my body and like do all these things. Like uh, like manifest healing by thinking of what it feels like to be fully healed. And I don't know how much it worked. I don't think it did work that much. So I have a ways to go on those things. But I will say the one thing that I'm grateful for about 
um, any type of like pain or discomfort or um, like things that we experience in life that are on the hard side is the contrast that that then provides to be able to more fully experience the joyous moments of life and the, the opposite feelings of those things. So I currently feel like the most grateful person in the world to have a lip that is healed and that I can do my normal activities. And so that is my positive spin on my cold sore. Um, but back to, I'm just going to blame that for why maybe I didn't record for a little bit because honestly, there were some days that I tried to talk 0%, which is impossible for me, but, um, I'm house sitting. And so I'm not around a lot of people. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to try to be quiet and not move my mouth as much as possible and see if that helps. Don't think it did, but still probably good for me. Um, yeah. So, um, the other thing too, I would say just, this is on like a more personal note of something that I'm noticing in my life. Um, is as I've been trying to approach certain creative projects in my life or things that I like just tasks that I know I need to get done or that I want to get done. So this is, has less to do with, um, like everyday things or even like the paid work that I am doing, but more so like the personal projects and, um, oh my gosh, this dog is so cute. Okay. I'm so sorry. Just have to move. There we go. Um, his little head was resting on my foot. Hi. So, I've noticed a lot of resistance around like diving into some of those projects and have to do with like writing and, um, yeah, it's super frustrating (laughs) to get to the end of a day and be like, wow, you didn't accomplish the thing that you, like the one thing you want to do today. And so I'm really working on trying to overcome that or like pinpoint the causes for the resistance and then work on, um, overcoming that. And so recording a podcast is part of it. So finally today I was like, that's it. I'm plugging in. I'm just recording. I'm doing this and I'm going to get it up tomorrow. (laughs) So that on Thursday, um, so I can have a new podcast and I actually have ideas for like multiple ones and I have some interviews coming up with people soon. So more to come. Um, but yeah, I guess since I don't really have a set like season in mind for this podcast, as far as going X amount of weeks and then taking a break that I'll just have like sporadic breaks here and there is how I'm viewing it. Um, But another tool that I'm now using or that I started reading um, was The War on Art. Um, I think I always want to say, yeah, it's not The War of Art, The War on Art, um, which so many people I feel like have read and loved and recommend, but it's basically just all about overcoming resistance and like pinpointing resistance in our lives and why it's there and how to overcome it. So um, reading that and hope. Um, hopeful that it's helpful. So with that, getting into the topic for today, which is creating, I want to call it like co-creating your dream life, um, which I'll explain why I say co-creating in a little bit. But uh, I was going to say curating. I think that word is a little like pretentious maybe or overused these days. And and so, yeah. Um, and I, well, dream life is also feels like very cliche, but I can't really think of a better word for it. Maybe I'll come up with a better title than that um, once I actually come, get around to titling this. But yeah, it's about creating your dream life and to borrow from someone else too, um, tr- creating, truly creating a life that sparks joy for you. And this is a topic that I think about so much and I just have delighted so much in this practice. And I'm going to, like the word delight is going to keep coming up because I feel like it's such a good Uh, it captures so much of the feeling around this concept more so even than joy, because I think joy to me is like a deep, unshakable, um, like 
emotion that is that is created from within and yes these things can create joy and they're a part of like building a joyful life but I think what I am getting at with some of these like little practices and um and just like building and creating this life is more so about recognizing delight in yourself and in your surroundings and then just finding more ways to incorporate little moments of delight into your routine into your day into your life so I just love that word um yeah and so I've I've been doing this very intentionally I'd say for the last like year or so but I've also noticed that this is something I've done and enjoyed throughout my life and I can think of little moments um, where I did it when I was little and just I remember how much joy it brought me to like design my room and come up with things that made me happy in my childhood bedroom and I would like look forward to coming back to my room and um, just like knowing that this is my own little space and haven and now I have like really amplified that practice into and like spread that into other areas of my life as well. Um, and so I want to share a little bit about what that looks like for me, um, and kind of how I developed this practice and where it came from and then what it actually looks like in my life and then end by just sharing. Cause of course it's going to be highly personalized and individual for each of us. So by no means is my like, um, routines and different practices like prescriptive for anybody. Um, they're just ideas and to get you maybe thinking about things for your own life. And then I'll end with some tips on how I think you can do this or incorporate it into your own life. If it's something that sounds fun or aligning for you. So yeah, I, I think like the biggest aha moment that I can think of, of where I got this idea or where it like it really like nestled into my heart. And I think I've shared this onto another, on another episode too, um, this specific scene, but, um, was, and something that I go back to all the time was from (laughs) not coincidentally, the life changing magic of tidying up by Marie Kondo and not so much about the, like this didn't have much to do about the cleaning aspect or the decluttering, which is a part of it. But there's a scene where she is meeting with a client and she gets, she has that person, um, get very specific about what they want their life room and like routine morning. I think it was just like the morning routine to look like, or maybe it was evening. And so, you know, she started talking about like, Oh, well I want my room to be clean and I want to have room for my yoga mat. And she's like, okay, well why? And then she's like, well, I want to be able to stretch every night before I go to bed. And she's like, okay, well what else do you want? in like your surroundings like what do you want it to smell like what do you want it to look like and feel like and just getting her to really drill down like all these very specific details until it was like this like perfect picture of like this nighttime routine where it was like I have my pajamas laid out and I do my stretching and then I get I light a candle and I get into bed or whatever it might be and I just was like oh my gosh it didn't it had never really occurred to me to like be so specific with the things that I like and want to surround myself with and so I would say that even then, like I didn't stop what I was doing and like create that for myself at that moment. I just sort of tucked that away and was like, oh, I really like that concept. Um, but more so was stayed focused on the decluttering task at hand, which was mighty in my room and truly did like that was a part of this process for me too, is realizing like I, I like having a clean, like purposeful, minimalist space. Um, and yeah. And so that like continued my 
practice of creating a room um, that really sparked joy for me and that I really liked coming home to. Um, and that's just something that I always like to do. But uh, I've since then gotten, I have gotten really specific with, with what I like. And um, I just truly feel like my days are filled with so much joy. Like I, I don't know. I really feel like I'm living in this like dream heaven world sometimes. Like, and a lot of that's just in my own mind. Like I've created this space that I'm so happy to live in. And by space, I mean my mind. I'm, I love like, I love the thoughts that I have in my head and that's because I've been intentional about them and curating them and they're not all perfect. And there's moments where I have to work through things, but I just like the way that I've trained myself to look at the world and how I like the, the beliefs I tell myself, um, about myself and about the world around me. Um, to the point where I just like, I love my life so much and I love so much about it. And the space also meaning my body that I live in, like I'm learning to just really delight in my body. Um, and then the physical space around me, I just, I get so much joy from these little things. And I, I'll I'll touch on this a little bit later, but, um, I do want to just say this up front because number one, this has been a, like a dialogue in my brain around this concept. And I also, like almost anticipate it being a critique of this, um, not like lifestyle, but of, of what I'm trying to share about like a life that sparks joy. But I think this is, I want to be very clear that this is not about like materialism or indulgence or extravagance or anything like that. Um, it has way more to do about like a mindset. And then I, I think that there is such true value to creating a life that makes us really happy. And I think, yes, of course, there is a fine line to walk there as far as becoming obsessed with um, like creating a life that looks a certain way and then being very clear on your reasons for doing that. So if you find yourself, I'm just going to speak to myself because I've gone both ways on this. So I've had to be honest with myself of like, why do I really want that thing? Is it because it makes me really happy and it's going to make my morning better or my life better or whatever, increase my happiness? Or is it because I want people to think a certain way about me? Or is it because I think it'll mean I've like arrived in life if I have this? Or um, I think just checking in like with our intentions about stuff is always, always, always the key. And so what I've really done with a lot of these practices is made sure that these are things that are just for me and they have very little, like some things are maybe more expensive or extravagant. Um, and especially to some people, they might feel that way, but so many of them are actually about like, um, like eliminating certain things from my life and getting very specific and intentional about, um, the things that I choose to add and keep in my life. Um, which therefore then I think like eliminates a lot of excess and, um, yeah, it just makes me feel very clear as to what it is that I'm like wanting out of life and out of these, these different things. So, um, with that, I'm going to just share, um, a few different things, um, one around my morning routine and then another about curating each of the different domains of my life and then my evening routine. So a few months ago, I shared this on the podcast about, I think it was in April, um, about my morning routine that I had started and, I have never kept and maintained a morning routine for as long as I have um, currently. So literally every single day um, I do, I have a a form of my morning routine that I do. I can out of the last, okay, April, May, June, July. So four months may not seem long to some people, but to me it feels proof 
of the the concept like where if you do something I forget what I've seen it multiple numbers some people say 30 days some people say 21 days some people say 60 days to get a habit formed but now like I can't imagine my life without it it's just second nature it's what I do when I wake up Um, I think within the last four months I can truly count to like less than five times that I didn't have a morning routine and two of those had to do with like being up before the sun rose and I had to be on a flight or something like that. So, um, but it's like, and it's not in an obsessive or a compulsive way where like, if I don't get in my morning walk or if I don't do my morning routine, like bad things are going to happen. It's just that when I do them, I am, I'm just so happy and it makes such a difference for the way that I start out my day. So definitely trying to frame it in like a positive way and not a beating myself up way or like I have to do this in order to be successful or happy or whatever. Um, so I, I go into detail about my routine on that episode. Um, but let me see what I, what it's called. Um, oh, it was called morning routine and game changing phone feature. So that's the other thing is the, the phone feature that I mentioned in that was, um, the, uh, the downtime, it's not an app, it's on your phone. So, um, you s- turn on downtime for the specified amount of time that you want it for. And so I do it, it turns on, on my phone or my, yeah, at 10 o'clock at night and it doesn't go off until eight in the morning. So I will be very honest and say that just because everything grays out and I turn off, like it shuts off all the apps that put in notifications or bring in notifications, which I have most of my notifications turned off anyways for a lot of my apps. Um, I, I definitely go in and I will unsnooze things or use certain apps. Like I'm still on my phone sometimes past 10 o'clock and before eight o'clock. Well, I use my phone, um, the things I don't gray out are like podcasts and music. Um, but yeah, so it's not perfect, but it is still super helpful. And it's something that I, yeah, I think has just been really valuable and it still is really nice to like wake up and not have any notifications on my phone to immediately see. And what to me, what it does is like, it, it feels like I'm taking control, taking back control of my life. Like I get to decide what I allow in, um, to my life at certain times. And so it's just this sense of like self-created peace and quiet that I've, um, that I get the last say on my day and the first say of my day in the morning as well, that I'm not like having to battle with feeling stressed about seeing work emails or like needing to hop on Instagram or checking like messages from friends. Like I have that time to myself and with my creator and with stillness and with everything that I want to do. Um, and I don't have to share that with anybody. I just get to have that first. So know that it's like, it's still a work in progress for me, but it is, um, it's just been so nice to have that. And so I try to get up sometime in the six o'clock hour. Um, and then I like, I have little things that I do. Like I turn on my diffuser or I'll light a candle or put the, like the twinkle lights on in my room so that, um, there's just like a nice glow cause it's still not super bright yet. Um, I try to chug a bunch of water if I can, like I'll get up and brush my teeth. Um, and then sometimes like if it's cooler in the morning and I'm sleeping with not a lot of clothes, then I'll like put on my favorite robe, um, which a friend of mine gave me. It's the waffle knit parachute robe. Um, it's the waffle knit robe from parachute and oh my gosh, it is, it is divine. I like love it. It feels like putting on like a cozy blanket. And so like sometimes I'll put that on and get back into bed. And then I always like read, I have the same structure for reading in the morning. I read, um, 
the daily, like whatever the daily devotion is from the devotional Jesus calling and like the corresponding Bible verses. Um, and then I was reading a few pages every day, like anywhere between like four to 10 pages out of the power of now by Eckhart Tolle. But I finished that a little bit ago and moved on to his book, a new earth. So I'm doing that now. Um, the idea of like staying in kind of a, like a spiritual, um, like, yeah, spiritual inward state kind of, and not like jumping to anything that's more like frou-frou or like, I'm not like reading a fiction book in the morning, but that could very much be a part of what makes your morning sound delightful to you. Um, and then I have a journaling practice that I got from, um, the holistic psychologist, that's her name on Instagram and it's called future self journaling. And it really only takes like a couple minutes every day. Um, and so I'm not going to go into all of that, but anyways, so that's kind of what my morning, like quiet, I call it that whole part, like my quiet time. Um, so that's what that routine looks like to me as far as, um, yeah, just creating that like little morning space and, um, I'll sit in stillness or meditate sometimes or do a guided meditation. And then I go on a walk, which I like, no matter where I am, I always try to go on a walk in the morning just for like 30 minutes, sometimes less. Um, and I, I, I'm obsessed with peppermint halo. It's a blend from Sage, S-A-J-E, uh, it's essential oil company. And, um, it's like a tiny little rollerball um, blend and it's, I put it on my temples in the back of my neck and it's like this cooling, like it just feels like I'm in a spa and I'm doing something very luxurious for myself. And there's just something about, um, like getting up, doing my skincare routine, which is very minimal in the morning. Um, putting on like oils that smell good, putting on my peppermint halo and just having like quiet, like calm time that feels so, so good to me. And then I go on my walk and I either listen, I usually listen to a podcast. Um, again, like usually on the more like spiritual self-development side, I guess. Um, though sometimes I'll listen to my favorite murder if I'm in the mood, um, or music that puts me in like a good high vibe mood. And then I'll come home and I'll make myself breakfast. And a lot of times that looks like a really buttery, delightful croissant fresh out of the oven (laughs) and avocado toast. And another favorite of mine lately has been um, applesauce, unsweetened applesauce with frozen blueberries in it and like either strawberries or peaches. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And then usually on my walk, I have my like iced coffee with me too. So how I came about creating that morning was that one time I just sat down on a Sunday night and I was planning out my day ahead. And I was like, what would be like, what feels like the best, most lovely way to start a day? And that's kind of just how that came about. Like, I don't know, like when you have those moments, you're like, I didn't even think that I could have a, like a morning routine that involved like I don't know. I'm trying to think of something like luxurious, like eating chocolate for breakfast. Like, and I'm not talking about really unhealthy habits all the time, but like just something that you're like, wow, that would be so nice. If every morning I had like really fancy sparkling water by my bed, like why the heck not do that? Like have that set up by your bed. Um, or like, a yeah, like a diffuser that's timed that goes on at a certain time when you wake up. Like, I don't know. It's just as, I just love the concept of, of creating this life that you're like so delighted by. And so anyways, so that's kind of what my morning routine looks like. Um, And then the next part of this is what I called curating your domains. And so what I mean by that is there aren't too many places in the world that are fully yours to own and that you alone have dominion over. So 
taking pride in those spaces and designing them in a way that will bring you happiness and delight every time you're in them is so important. Um, and so for me, those are like some examples of that are obviously like your room or your home, if it's like your own place. Um, and so for that, it's like creating your dream space and doing little things now if you don't have that like are working towards your ultimate like dream home if you're a dream space. So for me, um, I'd say this is a big area of my life of something that is like I'm planning ahead for. Like I really want to find my own place. Um, and so I spend a decent amount of time daydreaming about that and what it will look like, which uh, sometimes I have to keep in check because I try not to hold that too tightly. Um, but I also think it's really good to visualize the things that you want and you're excited about. Um, as long as you're not like my happiness rests on getting this future object, like or future thing or whatever it might be. So I reckon, yeah, actually I'll get to that later. Cause I, t- I'm going to talk about contentment now versus future. But, um, the example I wanted to pull from that was like, sometimes there's things that I, I'll have a moment where I'm like, okay, well, when I have my own space, I'll buy this or I'll get this. And one of those was, I really want an olive tree in my place sometime. I just love olive trees so much. And, um, obviously I love fiddle leaf figs like everybody else, but, um, I feel like I want something different. And so, um, I bought a baby little olive tree from Trader Joe's and I have that sitting outside the door to my room, which is like the back door to my room, which goes to the outside. And I bought like a pretty pot for it and I, it makes me so happy. And I'm like, oh, I didn't need to wait for that new space. Like I can buy those things now and start creating that space now. And when that comes along, it'll be great, but I can also like incorporate some of those things right now. The other thing is our cars. Um, if you have one, um, I'm obsessed with keeping my car clean. I go to this drive through car wash that is $7 and it just like gives your car a wash, a little bath, and then you can go vacuum in the inside. And like, it just makes me really happy. Like we, I don't commute a lot, but I mean, I'm usually in my car at least once or twice a day. And so anytime I like hop in my car and I'm surrounded by like a good smelling, clean car. It just makes me so happy. And I like, I don't do it for other people, but it is nice. Like when people get in my car and they're like, oh wow, your car is so nice and so clean. Like I just don't leave any clutter in there. I like having my space like really just nice. I want it to be a place that people enjoy being in. Um, and yeah, I have like my reusable shopping bags that I love so much that are in there. And then a card diffuser, which I don't keep in there because right now that's the only diffuser I have. So I use it in my room mostly, but when I go on like a longer car ride, I can, it's also from Sage Wellness and they, oh my gosh, it is like the most extra thing, but it was on sale. So it actually wasn't that expensive. And to have essential oils diffusing in your car, like what? It was I can't even like tell you how happy that makes me. And then also too, there's something for me about seeing certain beverages, um, in my car that make me so happy. So when I bring, obviously I have my corksicle, like my copper corksicle that I bring with me everywhere. And those make me, my corksicles make me so happy. I, I probably like get one every, I've had two now, but I use them for like two plus years. And then once it gets a little banged up, I'll get another one. But like the color of it inside my car, like it just, visually is such a delight for me. And so little things like that, or obviously I'm obsessed with Topo Chico and those glass bottles are like so good looking to me. And, um, so like when I have that in my car, like it just makes me feel so happy and, um, so abundant. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this nice car, which is a 2010 car, by the way, that I've 
paid off now and I hope I never like get rid of. I love my car so much, um, but it is by no means like a super duper fancy car. Well, it is a nice car, but um, I'm just saying it's not like, I don't know. A su- yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, like even just seeing like I have my own car, I have the beverages that I like in it. Like it just makes me feel really abundant and like happy. And so that is one area that I, yeah, that's one of my domains. The other one is like, if you work in an office or or you have a desk somewhere, um, like making that space clutter free, if that's what brings you joy or something that like that you can put on it that is inspiring, whether it's a quote or like crystals or things that just like bring you a lot of joy anywhere that you're spending a lot of time, like make that space something that you really enjoy being in. And that's like inspiring and, um, fills you with delight. Um, the other thing, this is kind of a little different cause it's, um, not so much a physical space as it is your own space, your own body. But, um, I feel like a fourth domain is yourself and your look. Um, and so like, that's again, like a concept that's in the, the life changing magic of tidying up, but like creating, only keeping clothes and things that truly make you happy and like, um, almost creating like a uniform or something that you just like your go-to outfits and pieces that you love and feel so good in. And honestly, I wear a lot of the same things over and over again. And I'm totally fine with that. (laughs) I mean, sometimes I have moments where I'm like, Oh, it'd be nice to get something new or have a few more options in my closet. Cause I really haven't been shopping that much the past year or so. Um, and, but like, I think just having like those classic pieces that you love, again, this is proof that this is not about like excess or extravagance, though some people maybe getting new stuff all the time is something that brings you a lot of joy. Then that would be, I don't know, you can figure out a way to make the money for that and budget for it. But for me, it's more so about like just having the pieces that I really love and enjoy um, and being intentional about wearing them and only having those things in my closet. So Um, yeah, those are the different like domains that I feel like I try to focus on, um, creating things that I really love. And then the last part is just like my evening routine. And so how I know that this is something that has shifted is because I am not normally like, I definitely would not call myself a homebody or like a look forward to coming home type person. (laughs) Like if anything, I'm more like, yeah, let's go out, let's go do this. Or I want to be around people. And I just never really gave much thought to like, being excited to come home to my room. And now I find myself all the time. Like I'm, it's not that I want my night to end so much. Like there's always memes about like, I don't know, people wanting to leave parties and like go home to their bed. Like I, I honestly can't really relate to those too, too much, but I kind of get it now in the sense that when I think of like coming home to my clean room with like just my twinkle lights on, it's like the perfect glow and like having a candle, um, candle going and just, or like my oils diffusing. Cause I'm trying to be better about not, um, using things with artificial fragrance. And so I know that candles aren't super great, but there is something about like the glow and the flicker of a candle that is just so like lovely and romantic. Um, but yeah, so either like oils diffusing or candle, um, and then to have like my nighttime routine. So part of that is just again, my notifications get shut off at a certain time. And so enjoying like the, the quiet and the space that comes with that. Um, and then sometimes I, I don't always take nighttime showers, but sometimes it just like, it's easier to almost wash my face that way. I won't wash my hair, but I'll just like take a quick body shower and wash my face in the shower. And then I'll do like a nighttime, like my face routine. And then, um, like 
moisturize my whole body or put on my favorite body oils, which I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's N-U-X-E is this is the brand. It's a French brand, um, but I just got a new bottle of it. It's on my favorites page on glitterandgrace.com. Um, but you guys, they're, I don't even know how to explain what it does to me. It just makes me feel so luxurious and so fancy and like so sensual just to put on this like it, it has a gardenia smell to it kind of. Um, yeah, there's just something about that smell and the feel of it that is just so delightful to me. It's like putting that on my body and then getting into my cover under my covers. And, um, sometimes like, honestly, I know they say like no screens before bed. I do try to read books sometimes before bed or like sometimes do journaling, but also like part of my, (laughs) my personal, um, life that sparks joy is like having a show to look forward to in bed. I don't really feel like it affects my sleep that much because I usually still get really tired and fall asleep. So, um, I, yeah, I know a lot of the like experts say that's not the best way to end your day. And I try not to all the time, but, um, for me, I really like it, especially lately. It feels like there's a lot of shows that, um, are happening that I'm watching like big little lies and handmaid's tale. Um, and then stranger things was just on, which actually do not recommend watching before bed. (laughs) It was kind of a scary season. Um, but anyway, so yeah, like, so those are, those are just some examples and that again, like might look so different for other people, but I just have found that by like having those routines and the things built into my life, um, it kind of like anchors me, especially do, having stuff in the morning and the night that I really look forward to because my days will always look different, but having those like routines and not being too, tightly held to them. Like I'm, again, I'm not going to freak out if I can't do it, but like bringing those aspects of it, especially like when I go somewhere else, like if I travel, um, and kind of maintaining those routines feel it's a sense of like grounding for me. And, um, it just makes me feel joyful wherever I am. Like I will bring my diffuser to a hotel or a house I'm staying at, or I'll bring a candle, like a favorite candle of mine. And obviously like I travel with my same skincare stuff that I use. And so yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it other than like, I feel like I'm living this incredibly joyful life and not to say I don't experience pain or sadness or all those things. I just have all these tools now that help me like extra enjoy my life. Um, so yeah. Um, so to kind of wrap it up and like, share how it could be more, this could be more relatable to everyone else. If those things don't, um, like feel like they would spark joy for you. Um, here are just like some tips I have or steps to co-creating your dream life that sparks joy for you. And why I say co-creating is because I really believe that these, those things of delight have been placed in, into us by like a loving and creative creator who, who wants us to delight in this life and who delights in us taking delight in those things. I know that I just said that a lot, but the word a lot, but, um, yeah, I just, it makes me really happy to think that we have preferences and joys and specific things about us, um, that delight us for a reason and that we don't have to ignore those things that we like, and that some, something bigger than us is happy when we are happy enjoying those things. Like another thing for me on my morning walk, I, I love to stop and smell the certain flowers. There are a few flowers. Um, there's these kind of roses and basically I know along my walk, 
around the island. There are like a few, three different stops that I'll stop at because there's these different flowers that are my favorite. And I like truly send gratitude to each of the homes that have them and to God for creating these in the first place. And I just like can't get over the fact that we have the the privilege and the pleasure of enjoying nature that smells like absolute heaven. Like what the heck? Like we don't have to have access to pretty smelling plants or things that like taste really good that come from the ground. Um, I had a moment with blueberries the other day where I was like, oh my gosh, thank the everything that blueberries exist in this world. Like what? We get to just eat these delightful little treats that taste like heaven and that they come from the earth. Like what a world that we get to live in. Anyways, um, that's part of my abundance practice. That's how I practice abundance. Um, so anyways, so flowers, I'm just so grateful to like smell those and delight in them. And I like thinking that someone else is delighting in the fact that I enjoy that creation. So, um, okay. So anyways, so to start, um, the first basic thing is just figure out what are the things that make you happy. And I'm sure a lot of you might already know that, but then I don't know how many of us actually sit down and like write those things out. Like what are the things that truly fill you with joy? And if those don't come to your mind, automatically or immediately, like go inward and ask yourself what the things are that light you up and get really specific about it. Um, so like you can start by asking questions like, what am I, what am I doing when I'm the happiest? Where am I? Who am I with? What am I wearing? What am I eating? Like, I think even almost like taking like a, like a a vacation mentality. So like when you, you know, like when you're on vacation and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like reading a book just for fun first thing in the morning like on a balcony while the sun rises is there anything better than this okay pause you realize you can do that right now in your life I mean maybe you don't have a balcony but like you can find ways to do things I think we like reserve certain objects for um, like buckets of our life for certain times and yes I get that that's like why it's so special is because you're doing it on vacation but you can like bring those aspects or different routines or things into your everyday life And so, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's something that I do. It's like, oh, I don't have to like just do this here, like only eat these things then. Um, Like mangoes are a good example for me. I've become so obsessed with mangoes and I feel like they're the most um, just like decadent things to eat and enjoy. And I before, like I would never think to buy those. And so now I always buy myself mangoes. Okay, so make a list and ask those questions of yourself. And then also... Like ask questions like, what would my dream morning look like every day? Like how would I most love to start my day? How would I most love to end my day? What's a treat I could treat myself to in the middle of the day? Um, What's something that having it in my space or in my possession would like, well, not bring me so much happiness because I, I believe we can have happiness whenever, but you know what I'm saying? Like not that you need that thing to be happy, but that would bring like extra happiness to you. And then second thing is make a plan to incorporate those things into your life. So whether that's write out a schedule, um, be intentional about the things that you buy. So again, proof that this isn't about extravagance or excess, but it's like investing in the things that bring you joy and not just buying to buy. Um, Because I think sometimes we can buy things because it feels good to have something new. But if you're really intentional of like, I know that I just want my one like favorite water bottle with me at all times and I'm going to spend the 40 or $50 to get this water bottle but use it every single day or there's like a certain electronic gadget or I don't know, something that like feels very special to you um, but like you know that that is going to bring you joy and happiness all throughout the day or every time you use it or whatnot. Um, those things I think are so worth it. 
And then, um, you can set goals for the future too. So like part of making a plan, like, so if you don't have some of those things now, like what do you want to incorporate into your life? Um, what would that look like to have like your own dream place if you don't have it now? Um, but then also like learning to hold those, those plans really loosely. So that goes into the third one, which is, um, practice contentment now with what you have, but then also take steps towards adding the things that you love to your life. So back to the house example for me, um, I have a very specific place in mind that I have my heart set on. Um, it is very unknown as to whether or not I will get it and when it'll, if it will become available, um, if I'll have the resources to afford it. And, but I, I have a lot of joy, like thinking about it and planning for it. Um, but the ways in which that I hold that loosely are that I am not attached to a timeline. I believe that if it's meant to be for me, it will be given to me in exactly the right time. And that I'll also be given the resources to be able to afford it. Um, and then also I like try to find ways to incorporate, like I said about the olive tree, like I try to incorporate some of those things into my life now if I can. Um, and yeah, I just kind of detach myself from the outcome, but also, let myself like dream about the world around like the things that I'll have when I have that space. So it's a, it's a balance. Um, and then lastly, remembering that you are free to enjoy this life. I I've said that here on the podcast. I've said on my Instagram, it is a recurring theme in my life. And I just always want to share that with people. Um, but I just think it's so important to know and believe that. Um, and I truly think that we are the best versions of ourselves when we're happy and that we're the only ones that can make ourselves happy and no one else can. And that has been such an important thing that I've been working on and grasping recently. Um, and when we, so the reason why I think the practice of creating a life that sparks joy is so important is that it's so much more than just having like a Pinteresty home or a nice car or gold silverware, which is something that's also on my list, <laughs> but it's about learning to, how to delight in the details of life and how to take responsibility for your own happiness. And so I think it translates really well into um, the bigger, greater practice of creating your own joy and creating your own happiness and not um, like just, yeah, curating and co-creating this life that feels so like special and delightful just for you. Um, and not like looking to outside things, whether that's, um, like a, a future home that you want to buy or don't have, or certain like finances or a partner or whatnot, like those things can bring you joy, but they are never responsible for your happiness. Um, you are the only one responsible for your happiness. And so I just think that, um, this is a beautiful practice to try in for lots of reasons. So that is that. And I'm glad that I finally recorded. Um, and I'm excited to come back with more. I definitely have other topics I want to talk about. Um, yeah. And I think I'll wrap it up with that. I did just want to share one thing that's making me happy. Um, <laughs> though I feel like if I say the word, I'm going to have to make this episode explicit, which is not that big of a deal. Um, and I'm sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, but the podcast that I have been listening to obsessively the past week is called Unfuck Your Brain um, with Cara Lowenthal. Um, I think I'm saying her last name wrong, but um, she is incredible. It's all about thought work and changing and like rewiring our thoughts. Again, very much back to the concept of we are the ones that create our own happiness and nothing else do. Nothing else can have the power to do that. 
and that we, um, like our thoughts have the ability to create our emotions. And so we get to just choose the thoughts that we want to listen to. Um, and I have a lot more to say about that, but she is obviously a professional and is so good at what she does. And, um, I just, my mind is like constantly blown and I feel like she has so many practical tools to share from that. And so, yeah, I, I would highly, highly recommend it. And um, you can go through, they're, they're nice and short too. Um, and shout out to my friend Morgan, who's the one who um, told me about it, but yeah, really practical, really powerful. It's one of those things where I'm like, we need to be teaching this at elementary level. Like these are the basic, like important things of life that I feel like are such important life skills and tools. And I'm, I'm hopeful that we're going to start to see a shift in that in our education system, because I truly think these are the things that like really matter, um, in terms of like taking control of our, of our healing and our wholeness and our health and our thoughts and all of that. So, um, would highly recommend. And then for any of the other things I'm loving, um, I think actually, you know what? I don't have a link to peppermint halo. I don't think on my favorites, do I, but I do have it in the last episode or the, the notes for um, my morning routine episode. But for some of the things I mentioned on this episode, um, you can shop them in my favorites page on glitterandgrace.com. And I'll try to include some links maybe in the show notes, uh, over at highfriend.co same as glitter and grace. <laughs> they all link together. Um, and I'm just so grateful that you guys are here. Thanks to all of you who are listening and sharing and leaving reviews. It means so, so much to me. And I hope that you are happy and um, finding little things to delight in right at this very moment and throughout your week. So excited to be back with more soon and hope you all have a beautiful and wonderful rest of your day. Bye friends.